This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have details on an overnight storm that wrecked at least one farmyard in southwest Saskatchewan. We also have an update on hail damage and drought damage in the Rosetown area. We have a look at hail claims so far this summer. Real Agriculture talks with the Canadian Pork Council about a federal wish list of issues for the election campaign. We have a feature on harvesting canola during drought and the latest feeder cattle market update. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A series of powerful storms passed through the province last night, causing significant damage to at least one Saskatchewan farmyard. Environment Canada confirmed a tornado touched down in a farmer's field southeast of Swift Current. A video posted on Facebook shows a heavily damaged farmyard 30 kilometers south of Glen Bain near Hodgeville. The video shows damaged grain bins and two mangled combines surrounded by piles of wood debris. Environment Canada says several areas had hail, including ping pong ball-sized hail near Major, close to Kindersley, golf ball-sized hail in Moose Jaw, and smaller hail in other areas. Rosetown area farmer Jim Wickett says there are piles of pea-sized hail in his farmyard this morning. He describes crop damage as 30 to 50 percent loss in drought-afflicted fields. We had some roll through last night, kind of streaky. You know, you, you can, like any hailstorm, you go from one section to the next, and, and uh, there's quite a bit of difference, but mostly pea-sized, but quite a bit of it. I know just checking fields this morning right near my yard and that, the fields are completely white still. How much damage? Nothing that would be a building damage or anything, crop damage. The crop that I was looking at was flax this morning, and I'm going to say... Uh, 30% plus, maybe to 50. Do you think that's widespread in the area? Not real, real wide. I think it, it went a long ways, but not particularly wide. But it was, you know, from what I'm hearing, there was stuff over by Carrobert. Uh, and I don't know if it was the same storm kind of worked its way through in a streak. It's maybe four or five miles wide. But for the length of it, I'm not too sure, but it would easily be 30 miles so was it all pea size or were there any other larger stones? No, the, nothing that I can see that was much bigger than that. At pea, a little bit bigger than pea at times, but uh, not, but just lots of it. It's still, uh, I know next to the shop, it's probably two feet deep right now. And uh, I'm up on the roof, you know, it's running off the Quonsets and that is you know, still six inches deep at the very top of the Quonsets. How do you feel with this on top of drought in your area? <laughs> well, yeah, 
Mother Nature's got a good sense of humor there. So uh, we got an inch, 1.8 inches out of this in moisture of, that was in the rain gauge. And uh, it's getting wet, but uh, you can still, and you go uh, walk in the edge of the fields, you can still see, uh, actually see some cracks and, and the depression where a crack was. So we'll take the moisture. 50% of a 10 bushel crop isn't a big loss. So uh, we'll see what comes of that with the hail insurance and whatnot. But it's Mother Nature, it's farming. This is the way it goes. Yeah, how is the harvest so far? Uh, I'm about two-thirds done. I'm pretty much down to flax and, and one field of barley that just has a bit of green in it that just wouldn't quite come in. And by and large, you know, lentils are probably anywhere from about 7 to 15 for average yield around here. Barley, really, really bad. Lots of, like, under 5. And wheat is kind of a little bit all over the board, depending on what the crop was the year before. And few streaky rains but five to twenty is is kind of the uh the going rates around here for those and canolas not that i know of any canola combine yet but it's not going to be good jim wicked farms near rosetown and is a director with the western canadian wheat growers association back to saskatchewan agriculture today with jim smalley on 620 ckrm this portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Hail claim numbers are down significantly this summer across Saskatchewan. However, the CEO of Co-op Hale, Murray Bantle of Regina, says the payout per claim is almost double this year. Well, claim event and claim numbers are down, Jim, um, you know, significantly, probably. Uh, I mean, June, we we had barely any activity. I think we had, uh, our company alone only had maybe, like, claims in under 50, and uh, the industry was down. And the same with July. I mean, events and, and storm dates and storm numbers or uh, claim numbers are definitely down. Uh, however, we've had some some bad storm. Uh, you know, we've had a, for us about three day events uh, in July that, you know, have uh, made up a, the large number of costs of most of our claims. What areas were hit in July, and how bad were the claims? The July 11th storm, there was a strip through, um, you know, the south, sort of the sort of the south central part of the province, sort of Mancota, right across to Bengoff. And then north of the city of Regina, actually sort of from uh, Southie across that way, a little bit actually to the valley and across. And that was an expensive storm set for us. And I, you know, I gather the industry is probably not far off from us. And uh, then the 22nd was uh, North Battleford and again north of Regina. Another strip went through that Southie and and then up even north through Yorkton and, and that area. So... And uh, Manitoba's been fairly quiet for, for the most part. So, you know, it's it's kind of been an odd year for us the, with the dry conditions and the drought-like conditions. For us, it's just been more what we call severity. The, the hail damage has been bad uh, in all the stuff that we have. And, of course, you know, the crops are light, so it, it doesn't take that much damage to make more damage in it, right? How much are the number of claims down in July? Uh, our claims are down, like, around 38% uh, for for the July period. So yeah, it's you know it's definitely been a light hail year for us from a claim standpoint. 
I understand the number of days with hail down 16%, but average claims it looked like are almost double the payout per claim. Is that high? Yeah, it's it's you know for for the years I've been in the industry it's as high as it's ever been. Now you know that's also reflective to the cover that's out there, Jim. You know we have crops were worth um, in the spring crop num you know crop prices were looking really good and so the producers definitely insured for a good value on their crop and you know that that impacts us as well because then you've got a higher value and so yeah our our numbers are almost double from what would be a normal five year period. So overall, what would you describe this year, you know, like hail claims are down, less hail, but payouts are double. Is it worse than last year or average or better than that? Well, right now we're, you know, depending on on how the year finishes, we still have got a little bit of August and all of September to go. And, you know, harvest was getting a really great start until a little bit of the moisture here, which I'm sure the farmers welcomed. But, you know, right now it's looking more like an average year dollar-wise for us, you know, like what we'll, uh, you know, what our loss ratio will be at the end of the year. Still pretty hard to, to pigeonhole because we still got all of September to go yet. But, you know, if most stuff stays normal, we would probably be average to just a little bit above average from a loss standpoint for the five-year average. Tell me about August storm activity. How has it been? What's your most recent claims? Our activity has been down again through most of August. Most of our storm activity was in through uh, the last, not last week, but the week before. So, you know, the week of the 9th in there, we had storm activity again. Not a lot, though, or more just isolated type storm stuff. Um, a little bit of stuff again up by North Battleford and uh, sporadic stuff around the province. So not, not a long line of hit uh, like, the, like the July storms were. Stones this year, hailstones, were they what size? I don't know. Most pictures I've seen range anywhere from, from the small stuff up to, you know, we've seen stuff in probably two and a half, three centimeter range. And then, of course, the jagged stuff that are, you know, people have like almost like some baseball size stuff. So it's kind of been all over the map. Murray Bantle of Regina is the CEO of Co-op Hail Insurance. I spoke to him yesterday. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I am joined right now by the president of the Canadian Port Council, Rick Bergman. Rick, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Okay, Rick, uh, you know, this is a pretty quick election. You know, things are moving quite fast when you look at some of the, the polls. And from the perspective of the pork industry, what are some of your priorities that you think should be discussed when it comes to this election? Yeah, so for sure there's uh, a significant amount of them, but I'll touch on a few, a, a few of them here. So for sure we're looking for, for the next government to partner with producers. So as you know, we're a big export market. Uh, five billion, what the B, and so we're dependent on on ensuring that product flows and product moves, and and uh, uh, so we for sure love to have uh, uh, 
support to ensure that uh, the government of uh, the day will be having that priority to keep the um, keep the trade barriers uh, eliminated and and keep on moving. So for sure, that would be one of the, the priorities. The other would be um, protecting our herd. So as you know, African swine fever is is a big deal. It's uh, it's in Dominican Republic now. Uh, more so than ever, there is a level of nervousness uh, because the U.S. is not that far from the Dominican and we are neighbors to the U.S. So uh, big concern on that. So that's why we're looking for uh, support uh, to uh, ensure that our biosecurity is the best it can be. uh, African swine fever uh, can... uh, raise its ugly head through wild boars, which is in Canada, which is also a problem. Uh, so that would be the, you know, the second uh, focal point. And of course, the third is promoting the environment, just like, you know, we do on farm, but we cannot be impacted negatively by carbon tax. Uh, let's find solutions instead of, instead of taxing producers out of production. So th- these are really quickly are these, these are three priorities, which, uh, we believe are are significant, and, and again, we're not in the business of making widgets on our farms. We're making protein to sustain people, to keep them alive and healthy, not only in our country but around the world. So, Rick, when you say you, you want the government to be a, a a partner with the pork industry in, in regards to you know allowing for for trade flows in that export market to continue to be a key for the profitability for producers. Do you, do you feel that that hasn't been the case, or is this more like we need to maintain what we have? Well, we've successfully, we export, you know, 70% of, of the product. But for sure, when we think about, uh, you know, China, we need to continue to uh, cultivate that relationship uh, to ensure that there's a, a free flow of products. So, uh, you know, let's, let's, Maybe my answer to your question is let's get more of what we have today mm. so that we can uh, continue to build on that export market. So when I, when I listen to some of the, the candidates talk, they're talking a lot more about food security in Canada than they're talking about the importance of trade. And, and, we, and we know that the domestic market is incredibly important, but also is the export market. And the export market doesn't seem to get the attention from some of the candidates. Should, should we be concerned about that? Yeah, absolutely. So number one, food security. And it's interesting, you know, I, I threw out a tweet uh, yesterday uh, and there's perspective out there saying, oh, hey, there's, you know, the governments of the, uh, or they, they, all the political parties are working on big, big tasks. And of course, the whole pandemic is one of them. And, uh, you know, the, the response was, well, <laughs> you really think, this, you know, ag should be on, on the agenda. And I'm going, well, number one, food security. But guess what? Let's let, let's um, let's keep ourselves fed. And and we're looked to by close to a hundred different countries around the world for for product as well. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. 
The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today with 60% chance of showers. Wind northwest 20, the high 17, which we have reached. Fog patches developing near midnight, the low plus 5. Wednesday, sunny, fog patches dissipating in the morning, the high 19 tomorrow, the low 7. Cloudy on Thursday, the high 19, 60% chance of showers, the low 11. Friday, part the cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 21, the low 11. Saturday, part the cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 21, the low 10. Sunday, part the cloudy, the high 23, the low 10. Monday, part the cloudy, the high 25 degrees. Normal high for this date is 23, the normal low is 8. The sun rose at 6.01 this morning, it sets at 8.01 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Bratz Lake, 18 degrees. So the south country has the hot spot, Cypress Hills, in the southwest has the cold spot at 8 degrees. Estevan is 14. Saskatoon, 13. Swift Current, 11. Weyburn, 15. Yorkton is 12. Mostly cloudy in Regina, 17. That's 65 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 6. Humidity is 67%. The barometer rising, 101.5. Mostly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 16. Winds are from the west at 18, gusting to 28. Once again, Regina, mostly cloudy in 17, that's 63 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. A thin, drought-stressed canola crop where plants are shorter, canopy is open, and yield potential is low, will require some extra consideration at harvest to preserve valuable seed. Seed color change guides harvest timing decisions, but severe drought stress tends to slow the seed color change process. Sean Senko is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. You know, the drought stress, it, we're not seeing the, that kind of basic seed color change we see where we like to look at the main stem and uh, look for that 60% seed color change, and it's, it's typically pretty easy um, on years like this. It's much more difficult. You know, some of the flowers have blasted off on the, the main stem and we're, we've got blanks. So you need to start looking at the, the side branches and trying to assess it that way. And the main thing is making sure that those seeds are good and firm to roll to be swathing. There are uneven crops to harvest. Yeah, just due to the soil type again and landscape, um, you know, where the moisture was, we're seeing anything from shattering to still green. So... You know, you really have to assess where the the majority of the, the yield's coming from and, and do they like to see that 60% seed color change um, in the majority of it before we see swathing happening. So, you know, you really need to walk those fields and, and um, make sure you know what, what all areas are like. 
Then there's the question of swathing versus straight cutting a thin stand. It's a tough answer because, um, you know, there's a risk with swathing that if it's a really thin stand with not much stubble, it can blow away. But at uh, same time, all the boxes we like to check with straight cutting, you know, a nice, thick, large crop that um, doesn't bang against itself in a, in a windstorm, kind of moves together, isn't there this year. So, you know, there's a chance of um, shatter and pod drop just due to the thin crop. So it's, you really need to, to assess it and, and make the best decision for your farm. Combine settings are also very important when harvesting a thin crop. Well, it's going to depend on the combines, but they're mainly developed to run fairly full. It's the the crop on crop threshing action that you know really um, breaks them to open and does the separation. So, on a year like this, you you really need to be watching, making sure that you've got the you know the cylinder speed right, the, the concave clearance proper, that it, um, you're actually getting that the threshing action. And things like, you know, the drought seed size, so fan speed, sieve settings. Um, it's really just about getting behind and checking those losses and making sure you're, you're doing a good job uh, combining it. Combining speed is also a factor to consider. Typically, it's, uh, you know, if you hear me talk, it's always about slowing down with um, harvesting and limited losses. But this year, I, you know, that's not going to be an issue in most fields. And in fact, it might be, you know, going a little faster to try and get that combine at the capacity might be the ideal um, situation. It's really going to come down to just how fast you can go. If, if it's straight cutting, um, you know, just as fast as you can go with that, that header still doing a good job and not leaving anything behind. So uh, I think in most areas, combine capacity is not going to be limiting speed at all. The Canola Council has a couple of tools, like the Combine Optimizer Tool and the Harvest Loss Calculator. The Harvest Loss Calculator is the online calculator that makes it really easy to measure um, harvest losses so you know with the calculator small collection pan pretty much anything will work and some sort of measuring device either a scale that weighs in grams or um, something that weigh, uh, measures in milliliters like uh, a kitchen uh, measuring utensil uh, you can actually uh, check your own combine losses so um, there's a nice little video on there that'll show you how to do collection and if you have any questions feel free to get a hold of uh, one of the agronomy specialists and the other tool, the optimization tool, is if you're having trouble setting that combine, um, you just can't get the losses right, it'll help take you through steps on, you know, um, adjusting your, your sieve, your fan speed, your concave clearance. Sean Senko is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. The article, Harvesting Thin Low-Yield Canola Crops, can be found in this week's edition of Canola Watch. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, arcolabuildingsupplies.com. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says there are some positive signs in the cattle market this month. Well, they're a little bit mixed there, Jim. So for feeder steer prices, they were mixed again when compared to price reported the previous week. So prices ranged from $266.13 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $178.30 per hundred weight for the 900 plus pound weight category. Where we saw the largest price increase was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category with prices going up $1.77 to end the week, averaging $210.40 per hundred weight. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category, and those prices went down $2.62 to end the week, averaging $244.38 per hundred weight. 
Same thing with the feeder heifers. They're mixed across their quarter weight categories. And so prices there range from $216.80 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $172.46 per hundred weight for the 800 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase we saw there was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category with prices going up $3.60 per hundred weight to end the week, averaging $216.80 per hundred weight. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category with those girls going down $3.28, and they ended the week at $185.10 per hundred weight. So what were the main factors influencing the market this past week? Well, we saw that marketings are ramping up, so there's more coming into town, so that's going to put some pressure on prices. But we have seen lots of support this past week. We saw some relief in the feed grain prices, and then also we saw some support from both the live and feeder cattle futures markets and box beef prices. So those ones were all going up, so that'll be good for our, our cash market. What were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 9,341 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week. That's up a little bit from the 8,814 head the previous week, and then quite a bit higher than the 6,329 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What's happening with market-ready cattle prices? So we've got good news here as well. So the price for Alberta-fed steers was reported at $153.01 per hundred weight, and that's a price increase of $1.58 per hundred weight. But then we look at the cow cow market. Unfortunately, we see some saw some declines there again. So the D2 slaughter cows went down three dollars and fifty eight cents per hundred weight to end the week, averaging seventy six dollars and ninety two cents. The D3 slaughter cows saw the exact same price decrease of three dollars and fifty eight cents, and they ended the week averaging sixty eight dollars and twenty five cents per hundred weight. Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The market updates with Jim Smalley on the Source six twenty CKRM. Market update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained $13 at eight seventy fifty two. One red spring wheat fell 357 at 36672. The rest were unchanged. Durham 73615, feed barley 35465, flax 89976, oats $308.53, yellow peas 47763, feed wheat 26165. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for September rose 6 cents at 9.30 and three-quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 24th. Our last regular sale was on August 18th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.68 cents to $0.78. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.58 cents to $0.68. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.55. Cents. Good butcher bull sold from $1.05 to $1.20. We had a pre-sorted yearling sale here on the 16th. The yearling market is higher compared to last year. It's a good indication that calves will sell well this fall, too. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.07 and sold up to $2.16. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.11 and sold up to $2.16. 
650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.11 and sold up to $2.21. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.05 and sold up to $2.21. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.88 and sold up to $2.06. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.87. Heifers were 15 to 20 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,400 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 237 to 258 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head, selling in a range of 235 to 253 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up 106 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2682. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.27 cents U.S. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The Canadian Taxpayers Federation says there are three key questions for all parties to answer to taxpayers during the federal election campaign. The first question asks politicians, what are you going to do about the $1 trillion federal debt? It points out interest charges would cost taxpayers substantial funds in future years. A second question, where will you find savings? Because budget 2021 increases permanent spending by $100 billion by 2026. A final question for political leaders during the election, are you going to raise taxes to pay for all the new spending? The Taxpayers Federation says Canadians can't afford tax hikes. Even during the pandemic, the average Canadian family saw 36% of its budget go to taxes, according to the Fraser Institute. That's more than the average family spends on food, shelter, and clothing combined. On the markets, the TSX is up 71 points at 20,548. The Dow has gained 66 points at 35,402. Oil is up $1.83 at 67.47 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 27 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.33 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.